For a few hours Tuesday morning, rumors were circling about another possible move for the Los Angeles Chargers, this time to London. The team left San Diego in 2017 and since then has struggled to attract fans to its games in LA. Dean Spanos, the owner of the Chargers, has denied the rumors, but following the separation from San Diego, Bolts fans aren't quite convinced. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Tom Krasovic, you're part of the sports decks at the Union Tribune. And recently, there were some interesting rumors about a possible move again for the Los Angeles Chargers. Why don't you recount what happened earlier today? Yes, the athletic report is that the Chargers owner, Dean Spanos, is willing to consider a move to London where the NFL is interested in planting a franchise permanently. Sort of uh, open-ended, but let's take a look at it. We'll entertain uh, Mm -hmm. what this may hold is basically what the report said. And the team came out today very forcefully and said there's nothing to this. We're very much committed to Los Angeles. We have no interest in relocating anywhere. So that's where things stand today. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the reasons why they would like to expand to London? I imagine that has a number of challenges. Absolutely. It has major challenges, specifically with the Players Association signing off on something like that. The reason is money. Uh, You grow your sport in another country. You expand your marketing reach, your ability to uh, advertise your product and get extra money for advertising your product because you now have a European audience. So that Mm -hmm. opens up a new market of advertising. So money is the reason. And how big is the audience in the United Kingdom and kind of broadly in the, you know, in the region? To be determined in terms of a full-time franchise, but pretty good in terms of supporting five NFL games per year at Wembley Stadium or the new stadium also in London where games are being played. So uh, pretty promising in terms of a limited flight, but that's not the same as uh, a a full franchise and and dealing with all the logistics of that, which are considerable. Mm -hmm. And how does it currently operate now with the games that do occur in London? How do they handle that with the scheduling and time change and all that stuff? They play quite early American time to, in effect, set up... Really, you're looking at four games on a Sunday for the viewing audience Mm -hmm. from its uh, television couch, if you will. You have the morning game in London, which kicks off uh, six or so in the morning. Uh, And then you have, now I'm talking San Diego time, Mm -hmm. 10 a.m., then 1 p.m., and then the last game on Sunday Night Football, which is the biggest stage, NBC, at 5 or so p.m. on Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. And I imagine, like, they're kind of planned out in a way so as to kind of, like, take the burden of traveling and kind of even it out amongst the teams, right? That's right. Typically, if you play in London, you uh, have an off week as a team uh, afterward. So they try to to space it out a little bit, and and that works fairly well, Mm -hmm. that part of it. Yeah, and let's uh, bring it back to the Chargers themselves after they moved away from San Diego, what are some of the challenges that, that they've been facing? The biggest challenge they have faced in the Los Angeles and Orange County markets is getting Chargers fans to fill the stadium. 
in Carson, which seats about 27,000. They've failed to do that by and large. Typically, about half of the fans at the game are for the other team. Recently, it's tilted to about 75% for the other team, mostly because the other team's uh, fan base travels quite well, whether it's the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Green Bay Packers. So that's been the biggest problem is getting Chargers fans to fill up that stadium. Now, they are selling those tickets. It's just to fans of the other team, either on the primary market or the secondary market. And as you can imagine, in such a small venue in the second largest city, those tickets cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So the team can point to good revenues on the gate. Uh, which the NFL appreciates. It, it's a uh, it's a business, and, and they're after money. So uh, that's that's how you look at it. it it's, if the revenues are encouraging for the NFL, but uh, ideally your home team has a, a strong representation of, of fans for that team. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the NFL just keeps gambling on Los Angeles, just hoping it'll be kind of the answer to its problems. But that doesn't seem to be working out. What are some of the reasons why behind that? Well, sort of like San Diego, Los Angeles has a lot of folks from other parts of the country who bring with them their uh, allegiance to the the team of their childhood. Mm -hmm. And that is not a cord that can be cut with most people. You probably know people in San Diego that are rooting for teams from other cities. And uh, there's nothing that will change them. Mm -hmm. And so L.A. does have that dynamic. But I would also caution to dismiss it as as not working out so well because they still are selling a lot of tickets. I've I've gone to uh, Rams games where you had – 30,000, 40,000 fans for the Packers at that game. That's a lot of people for the yeah. visiting team, but they're buying those tickets, and then the Rams fans were another 40,000, 50,000. So, you know, you had about 80,000 folks there, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the corporate sales are, are pretty uh, pretty good, too, just because there's so much corporate money in Los Angeles. But it is a highly, highly competitive uh, entertainment market. That, that has to be uh, pointed out as well. Yeah, and I imagine it also just getting people from other places to travel to L.A. is kind of an easy sell, you know, for people that maybe from the Midwest or, you know, colder parts of the U.S., you know. Absolutely. It's similar to San Diego. Uh, just real quick, you know, the Packers played in Carson last week against the Chargers. Uh, it's fairly cold in Wisconsin uh, at this time of year. Uh, Minnesota will be playing there in a couple weeks. Uh, same thing with Minnesota. So, you know, the Rose Bowl, the tradition of someone, uh, so many people from the Midwest coming out to Southern California. Mm-hmm. And and year-round, this is Southern California, including, and I would say at the top of the list, San Diego, uh, year-round is attractive to folks. And it, if you want to uh, apply this model to Petco Park, you really could. Uh, uh, the Padres have had nine straight losing seasons and ten straight years of over two million in attendance, which is a good number. Well, those aren't all Padre fans. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are fans of the uh, other team and people that make a, a trip to San Diego either from by car or plane to spend some time here and catch a ball game. Mm-hmm. 
And also, going back to the rumor itself, do we have any sense exactly where it may have originated? Because there's clearly a lot of players in deciding these kind of big decisions. So do we know where the origin of it was? Uh, not exactly, but but uh, one thing I'll be writing about is uh, follow the money. With the NFL, it's important uh, in their way of doing business to keep pressure on owners and uh, municipalities to uh, please the NFL, to supply them subsidies and goodies for their uh, football palaces. Well, uh, when Los Angeles acquired two NFL teams, that removed the so-called Los Angeles threat, a stocking horse, if you will, mm-hmm. to use to use in this sort of leverage. So London is now, for, as far as I can see, the, the, the crowbar, uh, the leverage point where they can uh, let folks know that if you don't uh, make us happy, we may uh, look at uh, London and where the Chargers are concerned, that doesn't make any sense because they're committed to L.A. and they have a 20-year lease. Jacksonville, however, uh, their owner recently has talked about wanting certain uh, goodies for his franchise from from Jacksonville uh, in terms of uh, uh, facilities. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they play a few games in London, and, and if the prospect is floated that, hey, London could get uh, a, a, an NFL franchise that isn't Jacksonville, well, that'll put some pressure on folks in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it is it is somewhat like you know a business and, a, and an arguably kind of political decision of if we're going to expand over there, someone of these 31 teams – might be willing to make the jump, but someone has to, you know, it's, it's a two-sided kind of thing. Right. It's a bit of a poker game. So to answer your question, I think uh, logically this came within the NFL and uh, may not have been uh, wholly authentic, but uh, was meant to sort of send a message to certain people. Mm-hmm. And that message was certainly uh, pretty felt heavily online. Uh, why don't you characterize some of the uh, fan reaction from this news earlier today? Well, look, when Dean Spano speaks, which is very seldom publicly, uh, if you could picture San Diego, if you would draw a cartoon of a San Diego character, it's a sneering face. The people here are not predisposed to believe anything the man says. Mm-hmm. Uh, fairly or not, so they're extremely skeptical of anything he says, and that was that played out today. Uh, pe- people don't buy uh, what he says, and the, and even if they were to grant that he's speaking the truth here, which I think he probably is, uh, they have zero sympathy for him and sort of delight in uh, his discomfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, still a lot of uh, angst from the move in 2017. Yeah, I would say he's uh, not a popular figure. I mean, that goes without saying almost. But uh, it it wasn't a good day for him in terms of how he was perceived in San Diego. All right. Tom Krasovic, thank you so much. All right. Glad to do it. Take care. In other news, a data breach of the California DMV has exposed thousands of people's Social Security numbers. An estimated 3,200 people were affected. The DMV said the issue was discovered in early August, but not publicly known until now. 
Those most affected are drivers who are unauthorized immigrants and received a license under a state law that allows them to do so. Lawmakers have promised not to reveal information to the federal government, but that promise may be broken as federal agencies investigate. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also hear a quick rundown of local weather and headlines. Just tell your smart speaker to launch the San Diego Union Tribune. You can also get the flash briefing as a podcast. For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to uniontrip.com slash podcasts. Until next time.